0: To Paco Radio, brought to you by Senol
1: on FNR Football Nation Radio. The club wasn't always a situation where we had 400 kids playing and all flush with all these grounds and the high tech stuff that we've got today. So these guys have been instrumental of. Helping us get to this point, um, um, to this point till now. I mean, like Pepe uh, played. We played as juniors at the club. We we're on the first teams at the club ever to have juniors. You know, um, Pepe's parents and and like like my parents come from the town where the club started from. So it's uh, the DNA of Pascal. with people like Pepe with you know, and that's what's so important. He's he's had three generations of of people come through through the club. Like his old man used to play and. You know, people used to play and his sons have played and most notably, you know, Stefan and we've got his his son Andre in our senior squad at the moment. So gone through that process. Nick Katz has came to us from playing at Heidelberg Juniors. We signed him as a senior player at 17, I think in the late 80s, early 90s. You know, both of them championship winning players at the club. Nick's also coached our, 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 um, got coaching to our reserves back in the day and he's also coached girls football at the club and his daughters also play at the club so i think it's important to understand how you build club cultures and club cultures have started off with people like you know Pepe, nick and and that's where we're going and we just want to tell people where we've been and where we want to go and i think this is one of the stories that's so important for us going forward Absolutely.
0: Well, it's great to have you both on today. Um, I mean, we'll get to all your stories obviously with the club and I guess your relationships with the club as well in just a second. Before we get to all that, Lou, just run us through the last week in Pasco Vale. I mean, a big win for the senior men. It has. It it was
1: a big win for the senior men on Friday night. Obviously, we came off a loss last week against North Geelong and, you know, we had a big game against Bullen on Friday night. And, um, Boys turned up, you know. It was a good game. The boys give it. A, it was a very tight game. It wasn't much in it. Um, we got the goal. We got the win, and we we come home happy. And we, as we discussed on the show last week, um, we were struggling to get CB Smith on the Tuesday night. Um, and Hoskin Reserve was it wasn't obviously uh, up to standard to play a, a, a league match like that with the senior football. So our friends at Preston have come on board and they've um, they've given us the ground to play tomorrow night. I mean, they're going to host the host tonight. So I'd like to thank. Publicly, Preston uh, Lions, and in particular David Svetkovsky, their president, um, he's a really good friend of ours um, for for hosting the game. You know, I think it's important to build relationships with clubs, and we've got a lot of relationships, and, and we're very fortunate that we're able to probably contact some other clubs that would have would have helped us out, which we we in turn in the past have helped a lot of clubs out. So it's very good to have relationships in the game, and to be able to, for the boys to be able to go play at a ga- ground like Preston on a Tuesday night. You know, under the lights, uh, it's uh, it's going to be a really, really good night for the club. We're going to come against Kingston. Obviously, it's going to be a very tough game. Um But if we, the boys
0: come in and put in a good performance, we win. It puts us really in a good spot on the ladder. Yeah, no, absolutely. Big, big game for the senior men. Obviously, a great opportunity for them to, uh, you know, continue to obviously back up the win last weekend as well. So, for those who are listening at home, what are the details for tomorrow? What time to is So Tomorrow night, kickoff
1: is at 7.30 at BT Connor Reserve. all Pascaval uh, members if they turn up with their cards or the juniors and their parents, if they turn up with their cards and um, they get in free, um, down it's going to be a gr- a great night, the facility there is unbelievable. they've got a, which only opened uh, three or four weeks ago, so we're quite fortunate to, to play something like that. It's got a, you know you, we know pressing the surface is unbelievable, the lightings great. um we're hoping to get a few pressing supporters down there too because they normally they normally come up and turn up. so yeah, so for Vale people, please please make your way down. Uh, to the game. Um, it's going to be a, a great game. Always against Kingston, they're a, a tough opposition. You know, they're a dynamic type of side. So it's all, we're looking forward to that game tomorrow. Um, but as I said, I spoke to Dave today, any pascoval member comes in free, shows their card, and they'll walk, well, they'll walk in free to the game. Absolutely. Should be an absolute yeah.
0: so We can get a uh, very solid turnout. Down there, BT yep. Connor Reserve, going to be a cracking game, and hopefully the the man can make yep. it two from two. Yeah, the cafe, the cafe. So yep. I've got to plug the cafe for yep, day two.
1: The cafe will be open. They will be serving food there. So if you want to come in and get a bite to eat before the game or during the game, it's all all open. It's not just going to be turning up. It's going to be a full match
0: day experience. Well, everyone knows about the Preston Canteen. That's it's always, right. Uh, you That's know, it, top the notch. When it comes and in, the and the uh, Victoria. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, Pepe. Nick, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you. For us. Um, I mean, let's start with both how your journeys at Pasco Vale started. You know, I mean, you guys have been there from the start. Uh, we'll start with you, Pepe. I mean, how did you get involved with the club? Tell us a bit about so how you, your dad got involved and everything. Uh, my parents
2: migrated to Australia in 1970. The club was already formed uh, with the, the Macedonian and Vlach community from in Australia. Um, Lou and I were part of our, the first ever junior team in 1980. We played at, uh, against Town Devils yeah. back then, Partridge yeah, yeah. Reserve. We yeah. lost 12-0.
1: Yeah.
2: I was 11, Lou was 7. Yeah, yeah. He, he was a goalkeeper,
0: and yeah. we had White Bonds T-shirts with tex- with Texas on the back. On the back. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, going back to those days, I guess, take us through it. I mean, junior days at Pasco Vale, how was that? We were based at a Cole reserve with one light tower, mm-hmm. training uh, two nights
2: a week, and um, and we had our coach, Tony Anjelowski, therefore uh, he was our fa- founding member as a, as a coach. Um, but most of us players were all
0: related, so it was f- fun times. So it would have been like literally just, you know, playing with your mates every single week and playing with family as yes, well, yeah. yeah. no, an that's an unbelievable really cool, yeah.
1: community feel, you know. Um, look, I've known Pepe my whole life, obviously, um, but you're still friends with all these people 50 years later. You know, it's unbelievable, yeah.
0: Yeah, so do you think, like, when you speak about the community side of things, obviously Pascoe Valley is still big community club, obviously. It's, that's the, almost the, the ethos of the club. Do you think that that's sort of the, where it all started? That's the foundations of it that obviously you've looked to carry through now to well, when, when it's now 2022? Definitely. Well, I mean, the club's always been built on loyalty. So, and we've had a lot of loyal
2: players, members, supporters. I mean, you, you look at uh, even current senior players, they, they've offered big money at other clubs, but they chose to stay at Pasco Vale. And that's gone through over the last 20 years. Um, mm. That's been the scenario. So mm. the club's been very loyal to the players, and the players have been loyal back. Yeah. So, you know, no, absolutely. Yeah, the community feel is great. I mean, like back in the day, you know, our
1: club um, was, like, I guess most clubs. But if someone would come from overseas, that the first point of call would be the club. You know, if Pepe's cousin or my cousin would come from overseas, I know it sounds all wog and the way it was, but that's how it was. They'd come over and they'd come in, they'd find a job the next day with with a community member at the club, you know, and that was that's how those clubs were built on, you know, and. Um, and you just don't have these relationships just by by, 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 by not having that ethos. At the Absolutely.
0: Level. Nick, your journey with Pasco Val, a bit different. You came a little bit later on. Obviously, you came from Heidelberg. Tell us yeah, a little bit so about your your start with your football career there. obviously
3: started at Heidelberg on the 7th uh, and then went through to play in the youth team. Uh, and then, obviously, it was time to make a move. So I had a good friend of mine down at Paco Burry-Balagrinos and... Uh, you know we had a phone call and he said uh, why don't you just come down and see what it's all about and um, that's it really I've been there all my life so no. yeah No, nah, look club's good good community you know good banter and that was that's what kept me there basically and you
1: also so, met your wife there Nick
3: okay you didn't have to say that <laughs> yeah no, nah, that's true that's yeah. true and then um, yeah basically played there well I think it was a good 10 years pretty much um, and coached the resies, uh, had a year, a couple of years off, basically, sit on the outer there, a couple of beers and whiskies with the boys, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, got back into coaching, and then basically got three beautiful daughters, so they came along, and um, yeah, it all started from there. All the uh, junior female football, so that was good, and then I think the um, I think the best thing the club did was basically uh, create uh, a senior women's team. Mm. So that went to the next level, basically.
0: Well, you've you've coached the women's teams at, at Pasco Val. Tell us a little bit about that experience as well. So you've, you've played with the senior men, you've coached the junior teams as well, but, I mean, the, the women's yeah. side of things as well. Look, I
3: had that group for a good probably four or five years. So we had them from little babies and they, you know, obviously grew up and everything like that. So, yeah, it was an experience. We didn't know what to expect, basically, you know what I mean. But um, everyone was excited about it and... Uh, first year was tough. We came up some really good competition. Um, but the girls hung in there, you know what I mean? So it was a good learning. Um, good learning for all the for the girls and basically for the club. Um, but we stuck through it. Um, and we've done well. So we started at Divi four, then we got to Divi three. Unfortunately COVID hit and it sort of you know destroyed basically a lot of a lot of clubs. But we're there again. Uh, we've got a new coach on board, Paul. So and he's doing really well with the girls. So, and then hopefully um, hopefully we get higher and higher. So that's the main, main objective, basically.
0: Well, how much of a rewarding experience is it as a coach? I mean, taking a team from when they start, obviously, when they're really young, a junior team, and taking them through for four or five years, especially, you know, with a team at that point, which was a, almost a, a foundation team at yeah. that point as well. well.
3: It's good. And there's been a couple of girls that have moved on and they're playing NPL. So it's really, you know, it's uh, exciting to see that, you know, where they've come from. Um, you know, and I've coached a couple of those girls, so it's rewarding, pretty much. You know, so no, it's good, it's good. So, um, and hopefully, yeah, the main thing is we try to try to get to the top level. Um, it's going to be hard work, but we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. So as long as I'm around, we'll get there. <laughs> you know, so.
0: Absolutely. I'll drive it. Don't yeah. worry. I'll drive it. As yeah. long as you're there, we have many things are going to happen. Uh, we have
3: many arguments with the president. You know what I mean? Up, 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 but we'll get there. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. No, it's good. It's so
0: been fun. In terms of how you and Lou, obviously, you guys met a little bit later than Pepe and Lou. Obviously, they, they grew up together. But yeah. your relationship as well, working with Lou, so you guys have all been on the committee as well. well like That's to, to do about some that. full disclosure here. Yeah? yeah. No, no, no for so sure.
1: So, Nick came to the club and he married my sister. Oh. I don't know if that was his signing on fee or not, (laughs) what it was, but Nick Cummins is married a sister. So it's a a bit – and Pepe's, Pepe's like, related, you know, from from way back. So it is a bit of a community feel, like, too much, but uh, that's what's happened. So that's where the relationship has gone. Um, So just for for due disclosure, that's how it is. Yeah, no, absolutely. But but I'll give you an example of – and there was many more that helped, but I'll give you an example of these two gentlemen – um, beside me um, so our our, our our facility at Hoskin Reserve we, we looked at it it was looking very grey um, it was looking very old needed a facelift so um, we decided to paint it on the outside it's a pretty big facility so over five six weekends led by these two gentlemen and a few people like Vinco and there was many I, to, I don't want to forget anyone but that's what I can remember they painted the club room this is only one thing they've done in all these years but they've done millions of these, these topics, this is just one example of a, they gave away their weekends for the last for five, six weekends, because that's what it took, Saturdays and Sundays over a summer period, to paint the club room for, 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 for people to enjoy. Now, can you imagine giving up your six, seven weekends to paint a club room for the community for free, away from your family, um... That's that to me is amazing and that's the type of individuals that the club gets gets um, built on and people must not forget that stuff so apart from playing, being championship winning players coaching juniors um, coaching uh, uh, under 20s being involved in the committee uh, tipping in money, tipping in time getting the whole families there working uh, going and do things like that that's, that's just an amazing uh, story and we need to to celebrate that story and that's why it was important tonight to yeah, get these two guys on and there's been many more but these two guys in particular to say that's what it takes to run a club and for me that's an impressive thing you know and I really want to say thank you to these two guys because yes yeah, sure Finally, I've been after,
3: the after 20 years thank <laughs> <you>. <laughs> sure I've
1: been the president and, and, and you know and <clears throat> you know been there Now, you know normally I'm pushed at the front of, of the situation but let me tell you it would be absolutely nothing without people like Pepe and Katzis um, um, starting the situation. There's been a lot of people that have taken their lead and, and, and continued with it, but they're still there today on a Friday night. And I'll give an example, another example. I mean, there's plenty, but I'll give you another example. We played on Friday night, um, and we're going to bump in and bump out at CB Smith, okay? So the grandstand, people just eat and they'll just leave their stuff yeah. on the grandstand. So Pepe goes and says, hey boys coming and the goals have to be taken in so what happens is they clean the ground and the other night we had peppy's two kids stefan kolakoski who's an a-league player helping us bring the goals in so that's what his club means to these people and i think it's very very important that that gets so that's we haven't forgotten what our roots are the club has not forgotten from those days when we were playing at coal reserve where they were serving us out of the back of a car buying beers out of, out of an escape was illegal but you know all that type of stuff to, to today we've still got that same club ethos and that for us is so important and we just do not want to forget where the club comes from so no matter how much success we have it's in my opinion it's extremely important that these stories get told you know yeah and it's it, without people like these two there's no way we would be where we are today.
0: Pepe, you want to add to that? I mean, about, you know, your, I guess, role in that sense. I mean, now with, with what you do at the club, I mean, that's quite amazing. I mean, on the Friday nights so you kind of, you know, you marshal everyone else and you do well, right, it. yeah.
2: It's got to be done otherwise. Um, obviously, we share the ground with uh, Moreland Zebras and Faulkner. The last thing we want is for them to complain. So I I treat CB Smith or Huskin Reserve like my own home. So I, I try and teach all our members and players and supporters like that. So mm. it's the way I've been brought up and it's my ethos. So, you know...
0: You respect the facility. Yeah. Well, talking about, I mean, the way you've been brought up, I mean, yeah. you were brought into Pasco Vale through your dad and now obviously yeah. you've had your sons play for them as well. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. I mean, you know, the generational, you know, well, Kolakowski's coming through. Well, pretty much in,
2: I played juniors from 80 to 84. Then in nine eighty five, I played in the reserves. My dad was 40 years old. I played with him.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Then I break into the seniors 86 and I retired in 99 um, as the club's longest serving player. And I'm proud to say that player that I coach in the under 20s Adrian Tallarica will break my record so I look forward to passing the battalion on to him because uh, I identify. he came knocking on a daughter's a 17 year old and uh, he's going to break my record and uh, couldn't could happen to a better person so that was fantastic
0: Yeah and, and now seeing your sons come through as well so yes. we've seen Stefan make the leap into the A-League but also seeing um, Andre, Andre as yes. well, So, yeah, so I coached Stefan yeah.
2: for 8 years and yep. um, and when I coached the under twenties, I actually coached three teams for two years. Mm-hmm. So I coached the twenties, then I coached Stefan, then I coached Andre as well. Mm. So my wife Violetta became secretary for two years because I was at Hoskin Reserve six days a week. So mm-hmm. she's supported me a lot over the over my journey. Um, and to it's come to fruition, like it's been a lot of hard work to get Stefan to where he is, and now Andre, I mean, he's breaking to, into the seniors. So, um, but not only uh, them two, we've had. You look at our under-20s at the moment, there's five players that have come through our under-7s. And I think that's very rare you get that in an mm-hmm. NPL team. Like Thomas Love-Voyabustic is the club's longest-serving player. And we've got Ethan Tusevsky, Isaac Lanza, and formerly uh, Liam Sacco, who's gone on to play seniors at Strathmore. They, they've been at our club since under seven, so...
0: You come to Pescavale, you've got a good future there. What do you think, I guess, draws players into – you spoke about loyalty, but what do you think it is, I'll ask all three of you, but draws players into staying around for so long? Because I think about it, you know, when I was playing juniors, kids hopped, they'd, they'd spend one year at one club, go to another, especially when they got to MPL around that under-12s yeah. mark. They'd always be looking for the, new, the newest club. Yeah. What makes people stay, I guess? I, I, think, I, I think it's all about football. Mm.
3: It's no, there's no politics or anything like that. So you're mm. going there, and you're playing football. Mm. That's the main thing. So it, you want to achieve from under 12s or under 13s to get into the senior football, yeah. basically. I think that's what it is, and the good coaching that the clubs that the clubs had, you know, and you can see that with results, you know, through the uh, through the boys basically. So I I think when I hear people talking, that's basically that's what it's all about. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you know, they play good football and a good base around, you know, you go there, you do your business, you know what I mean, and you go home. There's no, there's no, you know, mucking around. So if you want to just go there and have a kick, it's, it's like, don't bother coming, you know yeah. what I mean? So I think that's, that's that's been around for a while. Also,
2: you know. we don't have a lot of money compared to the other elite NPL clubs, so we develop our own players. Mm. And we actually let our coaches know, saying, hey, we're not going to go spend a thousand dollars a week on an elite player give it give our youngsters a chance and and we've done that over the years with our with our coaches and it's always made very valid
1: points and what happened over the last um couple of years too nick is that with with covid sometimes there's a little bit of a disconnect you know with npl football the way the system is and i'm not here to talk about whether it's good or bad any of that uh it has become from both ends from the clubs and the – we're talking about the NPL, those four teams. Yeah. Um, it's become from the clubs and or the um, the clubs and, and the players. you would come, you know, there'd be a whole heap of kids trialling and clubs would just say, oh, okay, those kids, we don't like them anymore. So it's become a conveyor belt. Yeah. For us, that's that's really come to a problem now where we're sitting there saying, okay, how do we stop – so we, we put in a system in place um, – Pep. We, we put a system in place. We said so we want to keep 80 to 90 percent of our own players coming through. Hence, why we've got, you know, um, five of them that were from under sevens, because we kept that 80 percent core squad. We would sometimes pick a player not just on their ability, on what they bring to the table in terms of the, you know, their teamwork, their camaraderie, because I think sometimes as a game, we also make a, a few mistakes by just saying, oh well, he's number 18. We'll just get a better number. Uh, number eighteen. It doesn't sort of work that way. So we really concentrate on that. With the current situation with the NPL football, it is difficult. Um, but we're really trying to reconnect with our teams, and especially uh, like I told you last week the with the Roos community. But there's also people like Pepe and Nick around the place, and Jim Toner, you know, the old man who, who who knows every junior player at the club, who goes and shakes everybody's hand, who goes, you know, and That's what we really want to create at the club. Um, so you know and, and little things like Pepe and cats, they talk about you know I don't have a kid playing at the club so I can make a decision as a football decision you know what I mean and uh, other people don't have kids playing at the club we can make decisions that are football decisions so that's an important thing you know we've always had people in our football department that have made decisions based on the best interests of what we believe is the football club not the place the club comes on, first yeah yeah. the club comes first that's always been the, the model, club first so, mentality yeah. yeah, and people see that and when they see that no problems they're happy if you have that open and honest dialogue with them, then it sort of works out well.
0: And you feel like you get people actually wanting to join as well when they, when they hear, because obviously the best way is obviously through word of mouth and, you know, people tell people, look, this is what we're doing and, you know, they sense, they feel that. Do you, do you guys get that sense too? Oh, definitely. I mean, uh, th- that's always been our vision.
2: So um, that's why we always attract, We've had our MPL junior program has been up there for the last couple of years. Obviously it's fallen down a bit this year. But um, that's been
0: our, our motto, so um, yeah, it's been pretty good. Yeah. Do you feel the same about that as well, Nick? Like, you know, similar sort of, uh, you know, mode. You've seen those players start to come along because they're, they're hearing about the great culture and everything else?
3: Yeah, yeah, even with the girls. You yeah. know what I mean? It's always, you know, fine core here and there and what's it about and, how you know, are they going and um, are they committed and everything? And it's, it's full commitment on the female side of things, you know. That's where I'm sort of more part of. It's never been like I said, you know. Come down and just do whatever. Uh, Coming from me, that wasn't me as a coach, also. So you come in there to do a job, basically. You know what I mean? Mm. Don't wait. Let's not waste anyone's time. So, but um, yeah, that's that's what it is. We've always had the good culture down there, you know. Haven't had any bad apples and all that. So that's that's what's good about the club.
0: Yeah, and, yeah, and you feel like that you kind of foster those players as well once they come through those doors, that they see those values and they almost they, they feed off that, and then you yeah. feel like that they develop as people as well. Yeah.
3: Yeah, even if the parents, you know, you hear a little bit of comments here and there, oh, wow, you know, they don't do this somewhere else, they don't do this, you know, you really, really concentrate, you know, and focusing on training, you know, I don't see that where we were. So that's good to hear and good to know from, you know, from parents and also the players. Most importantly, the players have got to enjoy it. So that's what we try to do, and female football is very hard. Also, yeah, it's very very. Hard. It's not like the it's not like the boys. You know, you're always going to get numbers with boys, but with females, it, it's it's very hard. So, um, but like I said, you know, we're there and um, we'll keep going. But, yeah, yeah. So,
0: no, absolutely. No, it's good. It's good. Yeah,
3: and it's an outing. You know, yeah. And Thursdays and Sundays and Friday nights. You know, going down to CBN. So it's good. It's yeah, good. it'll be good
2: once we go back to Hoskin.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah, true too. Yeah, that's true. yeah, absolutely. It's fixed, you know. That, that's going to give us a really good good avenue. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Well, guys, look, we'll take a really quick break here. Yeah. Uh, we'll come back. We'll yeah. dive into a bit more of your playing careers as well, yeah. guys. want to hear a bit more about, you know, your senior time there, you know, spending time obviously with them for obviously being the longest yeah. senior player and obviously coming along as well. And uh, we'll look ahead as well to tomorrow night as well, Lou, obviously with the big game there. <laughs> we'll, we'll do a bit more of a plug for that. But you're listening here to Paco Radio brought to you by SED. we will be back in just a sec. You're listening to Paco Radio. Brought to you by CENOL on FNR Football Nation Radio. Welcome back to Paco Radio here on FNR Football Nation Radio. Brought to you by Senol. Victor Bardo here today in studio. Obviously, the second episode of 2022. If you missed last week's show, it's all available on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, catch up with that show. Obviously, myself and obviously Lou Tona back again this week and we had Alex Kobo as well in studio great chat as well about you know the senior men's team and, and everything that's going on there and also his, his journey I mean he's had an amazing oh, time it was great to hear is not it Yeah, but he told me about I got to cry myself yeah Aye? I mean his journey coming from you know Colombia, then yeah. coming here and you know self-made sort of coach and in everything he's done so if you missed that go over check it out it's a fantastic listen nonetheless but today we've got Nick uh, we've got Nick Katzis and Pepe Kolokowski as well in studio tell us a little bit about their you know ties to, pa- to Paco and a little bit about their obviously been here from day one you know through the seniors and still involved now at the present day we tease we'll talk a little bit about your playing days so let's get into it a bit at this time as well mainly with the senior men I mean you've been there you've you've played the most amount of games for the senior men. And, 14 um, years in total. Yep. Yeah. Tell us about those 14 years. I mean, there's probably so many memories, but lots, <laughs> if there's a few that come to mind, will so, we'll start from there? Uh, breaking to the seniors, 1986, I uh, played with
2: probably legends of the club in Boris Kucic, Tainis Santorano, Dusko Netsovsky, Mirko Zanovski, Kostav Ramosky, Blue Thunder Security, was our <laughs> goalkeeper. Wow. Yeah, Nick Lazar. So, um, being... A young, skinny, sixteen-year-old kid. It was a wonderful feeling, and we played against clubs back then. Holland Park, who are now known as Hume City. Mm. So uh, it was some big guys, yeah. And we were based out at the velodrome Richards Reserve, So um, yeah, it was. We had the was it big stars came with you too. Yeah. And then the Bellagrunos brothers yeah. come. Uh, Peter and George Bellagrunos, two oh, of the legends, ways. brothers. Yeah. Bill Popovsky, Tony Ujanovsky, like I'm pulling out names here. Zoran Radenkovich. Yeah, we oh, yeah. had some great players. Louis Petrovski, Klimia Slimovsky, George Petrov. Yeah. Well, Wonderful, I was, uh, I was uh,
1: thinking yeah. the other day, you know, yeah. like, at the time, you know, um, the club had a lot of ties because we're, the clubs, you know, the, the village that it started from is from Macedonia. We had a lot of ties with uh, with Preston too at the time, with a lot of clubs, you know, but with Preston and, you know, how many players were playing at Preston Ground tomorrow. and. Yeah. And David's gone and reminded me that um, they were all there first, and I agree. We had people like Lubo Petrovsky, even Tom probably Tulevsky, after you guys, Tom yeah. Tolevski, Bill, Bill Pickalovski, Bill, Bill yeah. uh, George Petrov, you know, Lube Petrovsky was a yeah. uh, playing thing. Connaught was our coach. Connaught Pasinas, Upper- yeah. Upper- yeah. what yeah. a time that was, eh? Yeah. With Opa. Uh, we Had some What's great that? time. Georgie Petrov played at our club, yeah. so we've had a lot of we've had a lot of big players that have come through the club back in the day. Who was play the player of the Velodrome. It was <laughs> you between the fence of the velodrome and 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 this to walk around the um the um so for those that don't mountain. know about the velodrome, yeah. where is the validrome? where so Where is now? Yeah, so that's Richard Reserve. It's down the road. Yeah, uh, which is still our facility. So we went dormant for a while. Yeah, but we've. Activated it by putting lights up there, by putting coaches boxes, by putting goals back there, and that's going to get renovated now with this master plan. I think I talked about yep. the other day. So it's about 200 metres away from our ground. It's within walking distance. Um, but we had some good times there, didn't yeah. we? Good, yeah. You know, but <laughs> remember the uh, we used to get changed. The, the home team used to get changed in the in the cycling clubs. Showers. Yes. So it was like there was all teams, you know, like Petrosky had played National League, and he's coming in the corner. Remember, cats <laughs> used to get flooded. Have used to get flooded. <laughs> the
2: whole place. Used flooded. The whole place. <laughs> it would come a long way. Uh, and obviously, uh, uh, the biggest. This is the game that pretty much put Pascoe on the map. Is we played the mighty South Melbourne Hellas from the NSL in the uh, Dockerty Cup yep. semi-final. Yeah. As double as, double header, double header. Juventus club, like, so Venetor club. Venetor yeah, club. And we were. The, uh, Pascal was the second game. Second game. First
1: game was Juventus versus Preston. Yeah. Yep. Brunswick Juventus versus Preston, and we were the second game. We were we we the, were the
2: second club. game. We lost five two. Uh, our legend Danches Muragovsky mm. got a red card. <laughs> <laughs> um, Give it to warranty. Gave warranty for an elbow <laughs> behind play, but uh, <laughs> that's the game that pretty much put the club on the map. Yeah. How was that? I mean, oh, playing that game back then. Yeah. Yeah, it was a you play Cat? You
1: played that play, day? Yeah, you and Pepe weren't playing. Putzianus yeah, Pozianus was there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if
3: Clarkson played then.
1: Clarke, I don't know if Clarke was there. Kimon played. Kimon, Kimon yeah. played, yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 Morris was playing. Wow.
3: Yeah. They put out their strong team. Yeah, teams. yeah. yeah. So yeah. We, we, we got the, the who's who at the yeah. time. The who yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. We were 1 0 down with 10 men. I think Dutch, got said the first 25 minutes. Yeah, corner. 1 0 down, 10 men. It was 3,000 people at the full lean Veneto club. And for us, State League 4 back in the
0: day, it was unbelievable, you yeah. know.
1: Yeah, and the boys were playing.
0: Yeah. It was a good game. Yeah, so I mean, when you guys were playing that game, so that there's a lot of times we see it now with the Australia Cup when you know we see a, a state league team or even a, a, a lower NPL team have the opportunity to play against whether it's a, a top tier MPL side or even an A league side, and they have that chance to be on the the national stage. How was that for being young players at the time and, and playing in a game like that? Oh it was it was amazing. I mean, that's probably the biggest crowd I've ever played. Uh, mm. You
3: know, it was just you yeah, had goosebumps. That was, yeah, a, you know, that was an unbelievable... You had to look twice. Is that... Is that I mean, well, we, uh, not, to you know, get there...
1: Had to, to get twice. there. Because the, 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 the NSL clubs in come in like that, that week. That, yeah. yeah. Two, two rounds to go and then they got to the final, you know, because it was only five A-League clubs, uh, NSL clubs, and um, that was unbelievable. I remember Jim Pergolios was their coach, and uh, I think they had Gus oh, like yeah, yeah. yes. playing, and they... Mate, and we got the boys did an unbelievable job, you know, unbelievable job. It was just... They got we actually beat Faulkner. Yeah, in the quarters the, yeah. at Hoskin yeah. Reserve that, that yeah. year. Tony Ujanovsky and Bill Pavoski scored seventy-two goals between them
0: both. Wow!
1: Yeah, yeah. Incredible. We, we, we yeah. would be
0: 2 0 down. We'd win five-two. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. So, score. You still managed to score two goals against them with ten yeah. men. Yes, as well. Yeah. Correct. So, yeah. what was what was sort of about the game? But was that was there a chance to get back in the game at that point, or were they uh, just consolations? At that just point? consolation. I mean.
2: We put up a great effort. Uh, we knew we were never going to win. But
0: uh, we just wanted to earn respect, yeah, yeah. and which we did. So what, what goes through your mind as a player when like, you, you kind of know, realistic, all right, yeah. the chances of us winning are, are so small. But yeah. what, what goes through your mind? Is it just, okay, you spoke about earning respect, but yeah. is it just, all right, let's just go out there 110%, whatever happens, happens?
3: Yeah, I think it's just commitment. You can't just go out there and you know you want to blow out in the first yeah. 15, 20 minutes, you know. So, mm. but you're playing against the best. Mm. So how many times are you gonna? That's gonna happen in your life, mm. you know yeah. what I mean? And the game finishes that quick. Mm. And you're back in the dressing room, you're thinking, "Geez, look, what have
0: I done? You know, yeah. who have I played against, you know." So, are those first few minutes a bit nervy? Like you know, oh, you're yeah, getting yeah, used to it. Yeah. You're coming up those yeah. against those guys. What's it like as a player? I mean,
3: um, it's tough, very tough. You know what I mean? Because with so much experience out there and quality. You know, That's and quality too, yeah. yeah. And you know, a lot of quality out there also. And it's like, is he gonna destroy me now? Is he gonna <laughs> turn me? Is he gonna nutmeg me? You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone's gonna laugh and everything, what's gonna happen now? So yeah, you just gotta just do your best at the end of the day. What do you do? You know, if you if it gets past you, well just get a yellow card so what else yeah. you
0: do? You know what I mean you've got nothing to lose you it's a knockout game I remember so.
3: Giannis, I can sort of picture it <laughs> left hand side there I yeah.
0: thought no chance
3: <laughs> just knock him over <laughs> you know what I mean you can't you can't there's no yeah. way Just the class was but it was interesting to see how far they were, you know what I mean, at mm. a different level and commitment. So.
0: And what league were you guys in at the time? State, state four. State four. State four. Yeah. So was that the fourth tier at the time, or was that? Yeah, well, so yeah, it was, you know, so, yeah, it was VPL. Changed? Yeah. State,
1: state one, state two, VPL. state yeah. three, state yeah. four. Yeah. 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 So it was. It was yeah. the fourth. Fifth was coaching. Fifth, actually, yeah. Fifth, he was coaching fifth tier. Yanni. Yanni. Yanni,
2: Yanni. Yanni was coaching. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it was also coached by another. It's my yeah, 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 yeah. pretty much coached me out of the yeah. 14 years of Paco. Pretty much 12,
0: 12, 12 <laughs> years. yeah, 12 years. Well, how was that being coached by your uncle? Oh, it was hard. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Was it extra yeah. hard on you? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? Like, was it just expectation? You know, like obviously a lot more pressure. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: There's a lot more oh, pressure being coached by, by your uncle. Yeah, definitely.
3: So you had some great. Had some good coaches down here. Bogdan Bonk. Yeah. Yeah. Another great player. Yeah. You know Conor Pacini, you know, another another good, uh, good Pacinas, player you know. coaching wise, not bad, <laughs> but he was after party for yeah, Conor So You know what I mean? you look at the
2: coaches we've had at the, at the club, we had John Franco yeah. for the first time yeah. ever yeah. Yeah, as a coach, Vitaly Ferranti, yeah. David Chick, yeah. all been very successful. Alex Cobo, yeah. Luciana Traini, David Clarkson. We had a so lot on. of
1: young coaches we've given a go to. and we love that we discussed that last week and and we love that you know and that's that's where we want to go we want to go we want to try and push the envelope all the time
3: and I think that's where coaches they want to coach the club you know what I mean it's not like you just should I go here should I go there Mm -hmm. no no I want to see if I can get the Paco job so to have that as a coach obviously the club must have something, you know, in the
0: background, basically. Well, you've seen it, you mentioned all those names. A lot of those coaches started young and then they've springboarded into something bigger. Like Mm, you mentioned, I mean, David Chick last year's gone, now he's coaching Dandy Thunder and and Alex is is a young coach himself. So do you think even for, like, young coaches, they see that as something that, you know, I want to test myself, Pascoe Val is the right place to go to? Definitely. I mean, you you look, we've given all these coaches an opportunity and we're not scared to do that. Mm. I mean, we've identified
2: Nick Jojopoulos, as a, I mean, we already know he's a great coach, but we think of him highly as a future senior coach, and he's got the runs on the board. Mm. Yeah, and he's working well with um, whether with our under eight-inch coach Ivan. Yeah. So, yeah, look,
1: th- that's that's the way we see. It. We're not, we, you know, we like to also try and develop coaches and and what have you and you know, even with V Vitali Ferranti, right? We, you know, he was a player at the club, then he ended up coming, you know, coach, and we sort of thrust him in it, and you know, he won. It, Coach of the Year, Victorian Coach of the Year, you know what I mean? So that's where we want to go as a club, you know, and we're very happy with the journey Alex has taken us at the moment. We're very happy with all the coaches on the journey that took us before that, you know, and um, sometimes you get it right, sometimes you don't get it right, but I think recently we've got it right. But at the time, Yanni had a job for life. Yes. Right? Yeah. He had a job for life. So, so how,
0: how long was Yanni coach for?
1: Uh, many years. Yeah. yeah. It was at one stage there, I think it was Yanni. Uh, Yanni, and then my other uncle uh, Vince Kolakowski, <laughs> was the reserve coach. <laughs> yeah. reserve coach. And yeah. then if, if Yanni would go and yeah. do it, uh, Mirko Janowski yeah, did it, yeah. and it yeah. was just, you know, then we had a guy called Tony Vella. May rest in peace, Valet, Tony. Yeah. Valet, yeah. Tony the late Tony yeah. Vala. I mean, if you look him up, he he's, a, he's a legend coach. of. He was. Yeah. He
0: was at the Velodrome. Identifiable. Yeah. With yeah. Me. Of, of, yeah. You know. So I guess your memories of working under him. I mean, oh, oh out, very good. Yeah. yeah, that
3: was my first coach, like I said, and knew a lot about the game. You know, so tactically and all that. So and he was really, it was really good to me. Yeah. 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 yeah no, he was. He was there for a while, I think. Tony, Tony Vala. was Tony there Valo. for a while. Yeah.
2: yeah. Tony
1: Vala was there and got
3: respect from a lot of players. Yeah. He's
2: a life at, from at Green Gully. Yeah, 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 I think he played
3: professionally
1: yeah. in Malta. Yeah, it was yeah. if you look him up, he's Tony yeah. Vella's got a really lot of pedigree. You know, he's, he's, a, he's a legend of the game. I think he played at Footscray. Just I think or the coached there. I can't remember. So yeah. there was a, a nice
3: guy off the park too. So, yeah, yeah, no, he was good. Oh,
2: we forgot one more coach that uh, he did remember preseason. Danny Atisky. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Danny.
1: Sipsky, <laughs> we had yeah, some great ones too. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. So it's it's it's. I think we always try and make football decisions. You know, we don't always get it right, but making football decisions for us is of a paramount think of our thinking. You know,
0: absolutely. Um,
1: but uh, you know, you brought up that game against uh, South Melbourne. Mm-hmm. It was it's just re- winding back the clock. You know, we had some really good moments. I remember those game the game against East Brunswick? Yes. When we didn't yeah. get promoted. Oh, yes. We had East this
2: Brunswick. team. East Brunswick
1: qualified. Oh. Yeah. and they yeah. had Joe Montemuro. Yeah. They had Bobby, Bobby McGuinness. They yeah. had... Um, uh,
3: continued Nubo brothers, Canter- the
1: brothers. Santorino left us, went to them. Yeah. They had that Rocky, what's it, the, the Rocco, the one in the middle, Pep? Claude. No, 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 the number 10, that. What, oh, what? I
3: think I know, yeah. Not Claude, The
1: No, 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 wow. they had this unbelievable yeah. team. So they were playing at a... Uh, Belf, Belf Park? called Belf Park. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you know where that is. Yeah, yeah, I know. It was a real small ground, was no facility there, and they had a really good team. They had uh, Fab Mancinelli mm. playing for them. It's like for that for that level, they were unbelievable players, you know, Um, and um, we lost the championship there. So we've had some unbelievable times. We've had some tough times too. Well, when
2: we lost. Uh, the Premiership uh, when Moreland City celebrated we didn't get promoted <laughs> remember that
1: oh yeah right yeah, yeah. well, they celebrated, <laughs> that's celebrated. That's that's
2: that's anyway we, we so drew so that, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. no 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 <laughs> <that's>
0: right <laughs> you can let that one go wait so they were in the same <laughs> league or yeah, they it's yeah right you <laughs> can let yeah, that one go right. <laughs> 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 so, uh, so some of the, the happier memories I mean yeah. you mentioned there were some great memories when you were playing senior football in a lower tier but you've had obviously the moments to get promoted and everything like that take us through some of those oh uh, well, I remember when
2: we won the uh, State 4, we beat South Springvale at their ground with, yeah. to win the league. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, a, a great achievement. That was the only premiership that I won as a player. Um, 92, Yeah, the 92, that's yeah. the
1: year we played yeah. pre- uh, South yeah. Melbourne and yes. all that. Yeah. What was the
3: year with... Yeah.
1: No, we, we missed out on... Sam, um,
3: Sam. Petitivic, that was the year. It was that year,
1: Sam, yeah. We missed out on... Titles a few times. That one there, that year, when we, had, we had Lube Petrovsky. Yeah. yeah. Did John I think Franco- we had Tom Tasevsky. Yeah. We had Tony Ujanovsky. We had an unbelievable was side. Was it a year, John Furrier? Boris We lost John huh? Franco.
3: Was it with John Franco?
1: Oh, we've missed out. We missed out. One we one missed out. Yeah, we or missed something? out on a year with John Franco. So we've had a lot of close calls. First time we've probably ever been relegated was in 2019. So we've always had a slow, steady type of climb. Um, and then I think we turned it around. In the early 2000s, um, you know, it's all started. I think when we had Brian Sinclair, yeah, he ch- yeah, and then we got Brian Sinclair, club and then we got yeah. the two Tribuzios. and you know, then a the couple of years later, V came as a v, player, yeah. and then we got Bogdan Bonk, and then you know, and then from there we went to we went to then Luke Trani come. And then I think from that moment, I think the club's just gone from strength to strength.
0: Yeah, well, it's good to ask you guys. I mean, you've seen this club go from, where well, you and you were playing, yeah. State League 4, to then getting to being an NPL finalist a few yeah, years ago. Yes. I mean, you know, right on the door of the, yeah. of the best in the state. We were, I mean, seeing away. this tr- this journey, I guess, I mean, how have you guys seen it from your point of view?
3: It's exciting. It's exciting. We want to get back up there, you know. Yeah. We, well, I think we deserve to be back up mm. there. Um... Unfortunately, last year, whenever it was COVID or something like that, you know, we could have, yeah, we could have pinched it again. But um, yeah, I think the club deserves it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the way, like I said again, the way they go about things and all that, you know. So, but um we'll, we'll get there. You know, we'll make the president happy. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? You know what it is? It's it's a desire from everybody around the joint. You know that. Um, we Sorry, we're not then.
3: we're not just happy just to sit. You know what I mean? Yeah, just yeah, yeah. We're not like that. Yeah, you know, not, yeah. 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 No, we, like, want, oh, we want to get promoted. We'll go with the flow. You know what I mean? Whatever it is, if it happens, it happens. But we're not. Yeah, it's like we'll go there, but then we want to go there. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And when we get there, clubs talk about us. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, we're not we're not we're not silly to realise that it's not easy work. But I agree with Cats. We've got it's a desire. It's a desire. You know, it's it's it's, it's a desire we've got all internally at the club. A, a deep desire. It's ingrained in us. Know that we want to be successful, and we had a lot of years where we missed out. You know what I mean? A lot, a lot of hurt in the past, but it's an absolute desire. And what we do do, we believe we do well, um, is we're prepared. Everyone's prepared to roll up their sleeves. Yeah. If something's required, there will be someone there to pick you up and roll up the sleeves. You know. Yeah. And that. Next we'll have
3: plenty of arguments, but the
2: job yeah. gets done. Yeah. Yeah. But plenty of arguments.
1: Only with cats, we have arguments. Everyone
3: else, of, we talk normal. Yes, yeah, plenty of arguments.
2: Yeah. The good thing is that um, people perceive Pascoval as a small club, but we don't see that. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you talk to people from other clubs, they respect us mm. for who we are and what we are. Like, yes, we know it started from the Macedonian uh, Vlach community, but we're a multicultural club now. So we've embraced the wider community. We know our roots, but um, yeah. that's why we're successful. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's yeah. made a very yeah. good
1: point. Yeah. More, Moreland, City, uh, Moreland City Council has got a saying called One Community Proudly Diverse, and we believe we encapsulate that very, very well. Like, we are proud of our roots and our history, but we're not, we haven't allowed that to get in the way of where we want it to go. You know what I mean. So, in our committee today, there'll be a full, open, diverse, progressive type of uh, uh, committee. You know, and it's, that's the type of people we want at the club. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a good. Re- that's a good, very good point as to why we've also grown.
3: I think we just don't focus on Greeks, Italians, Japanese no. Turkish. and, this and yeah. You know what I mean? Everyone's welcome. Yeah. You know, and that's why I think the club's so strong. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. You yeah. Know? So. So it's in, very important.
0: Yeah. Well, in terms of where you see the club at now, in terms of, you know, making that next step, do you guys believe, just as mainly about this, the senior men's side, do you think this team is is primed for promotion this year? This team is looking the goods in the early stages. How have you guys seen the early stages this year?
3: It's it's tough. It's been tough, you know what I mean? But I think there's a the coach has got a good squad there, you know, and I think they're all playing for each other. That's very, very important to me. That's mm. what I think. Yeah. Um, you need a little bit of luck also, you know, some games, you're not gonna play well, you're gonna pinch points. That's important. But I think I think we're yeah, let's not let's not spruce a tube thing, but I reckon we, we could be there. We could be there. Yeah. And um it'll be a massive achievement, I think. You yeah. Know? So with especially Lou and all that doing all the hard work behind the scenes. Can you mm, pat yeah. on the back a little bit, you know. No, I mean? I'm so, not looking for that. <laughs> no, nah, nah, yeah. Like I said, you know, he he works extremely hard. Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows about it. You yeah. know what I mean? He doesn't. He doesn't yeah. need that. So, yeah. but I think yeah, we might yeah, just a little bit of luck. Yeah. A little bit of luck as We just
1: want to be part of the discussion. If we're there, part of the discussion, correct, guys? If we're there at the part of the discussion where that's where we want to be, you know. And after losing so many players to to MPL yeah, one over on the weekend, was, what was going know, to happen. Or over, over the summer. It's, it's, be, it's been tough and I must credit Alex a fair bit of this he didn't panic once I'm probably panicked a bit more than him you know I thought it would have been the more experienced one in the room but he didn't panic once and He's we funny. want to be part
2: of the discussion and at the moment we're a part of the discussion you know yeah like, The players have been loyal like Adrian Tellerico, who's going to be club's longest living player clubs want him every year but he stays yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Adrian Mustangovich, yeah. Uy- yeah. every NPL club in Victoria wanted him throwing big money mm. But he chose to stay so, yeah. at Prescott Vale. So that that says a lot of, not only about the club but about Aiden himself. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's also as we spoke
0: about the ethos, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah.
1: Loyalty. And that's what we really want to build up.
2: And that's why but
1: but we have to be loyal to these people by demonstrating to them that we want to be in the top tier of Victorian football. Yeah. Uh, because you can't have this loyalty, you can't expect them to stay loyal, but we nah, it's all right, we're just gonna we're just gonna try and survive this year, you know. We you know. We see ourselves as an MPL1 club and that's where we want to be.
0: Yeah. And especially considering when you look at some of the teams in the same tier splashing big money to mm. to get players in the door and you know increase their wage budget to, yeah. to get that immediate rise. And, and,
1: and, and good luck to them. And that's that's great. They're all they're all they're all going through the same challenges we have. And like we go for the same challenges, and I respect every club in the league. We respect every club in the league, and we, that's the club we want to be. Where we respect every club in the league, but um, they are you know everyone tries to get up there, and it's. And as you can see, the results of the league, we've only lost one game. We're fifth on the ladder. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's tough. Yeah, you know? and with the game in hand as well.
0: Yeah, well we're playing that tomorrow yeah. night, and I hope we pick up the points. Yeah, because obviously that will certainly help. Um, obviously with that promotion push. Yeah. In terms of vision for the club, so we're coming towards an end here, guys, but your visions for the club, where you would like to see the club in, say, 15 years' time and where you'd like to see how you guys have taken this club from where you were, but obviously bringing it forward and how you leave it, you know, in the next 15, 20 years' time. How do you guys want to see where Pascoe Valle go? Uh,
3: look, I-, I like to see him in the top level. not obviously A-League, you know, that's a different, yeah. you know, yeah, different thing. But I think the top tier of MPL, you know what I mean? I think that's where the club really
0: belongs. For the women's as well?
3: Yeah, yeah, look, hopefully one day, you know what I mean? Like I said, it's tough, but, yeah, they'll be massive. They'll be a massive achievement. From our perspective, we'd like to see them there. Yeah, if we can get there, you know what I mean? Like I said, it's hard work, but, yeah, they'll be be amazing. They'll be absolutely amazing. But, yeah, both, uh, you know, senior and women, um, yeah, hopefully you never know. But, um, yeah, one day, one day.
2: Yeah, I'd like to see us playing out at Hoskin Reserve for half the games. uh, And... My vision is to have 80% of the team come through our juniors, and yeah. we're on the way there. Like our under 18s and 21s are doing fantastic, and now we want to get our NPR junior program to perfection. Yep. Because to me, it's not about winning; it's about developing. And coaching for 17 years, I've lost more games than I've won, but development's more
0: important. Yeah, no, absolutely And that's where it starts I mean, it's it's all through football It's not just, you know, with Pascoe Veldt yeah. and everyone I mean, development yeah. is such an important thing Because, you know, we lose players, unfortunately Players fall out in love with the game And if they're not nurtured, that does happen Yeah, it's, it's
1: tough I mean, you have a look at Liverpool, City Football City Football Group, AC Milan They've all got unbelievable academies They don't have many kids playing in their top tier But that's, that's a driving factor for us And we hope we can break the mould there, you know Stuff, yeah. but that's where we want to get to. Yeah. But going back on Nick with the women's MPL, yeah, we do want to become yeah. a women's MPL. So there's no no doubt about yeah. it. You know, um, we're we're
0: we're we're a while from there, um, but that's our ambition. So, yeah. Yeah. no, obviously, I mean, it's more of the long term vision of the club. In, and we have in the football sense, IP. Yeah. Um, yeah, Nick, we
1: have the football think, IP yeah. to be able to deliver that. So we've got to somehow get to a point where we can translate our IP to that. Yeah. You know, we're just going to get the team up to a certain level. Once we can get the team up to a certain level and transfer our football IP to that side of the of our of our club, then I think there'll be no stopping us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, we're almost coming to an end here. Uh, I want to ask you, Pep, I mean, just a bit off topic from Pascoe Val, but Steph playing a big game yes, this Wednesday and also yes, on Steph, Sunday. Uh,
2: um, Wednesday night they're playing uh, in, in Adelaide, Adelaide yep. and then obviously the return league on Sunday. So... Um, very exciting, yeah,
0: right. yeah, yeah. How's he feeling heading into? No, uh, he's really,
2: yep. really good. So yeah. even though um, they haven't won in Adelaide for three, uh, three years, so it'll be a be tough, a, a tough game. But uh, I'm sure
0: they'll get the runs on the board and. Um, Make the grand final. The uh, absolutely. Week. Yeah, well, I think their odds are on at the moment looking like a Melbourne Derby grand final, which would be great. Good for football. Absolutely. That's the main thing. Lou, before yeah. we go, just one last plug for tomorrow. Obviously, yep. a reminder, it's don't go to CB Smith no. reserve. No, <laughs> no, don't go to CB. going to happen. You know If We've that.
1: only had a BT Connor kind of reserve, um, home of Preston Lions. Um, please come down, 7.30 um, kickoff. It's going to be a great game. The surface is great. The boys are primed. Um... Boys training tonight, getting ready for the game tomorrow. So we're really excited, really looking forward to it. It's an important game for the club. We need everyone down there uh, as much as we can. The food's going to be open. The bar's going to be open. We'll have a couple of drinks on a Tuesday night. Um thank you know the hospitality is going to be great thank our friends down at preston but we'd love to see everyone down there tomorrow night
0: yeah even if you're in neutral and you're listening and you want to get down and watch some local football i mean preston's the place one of the best sort of places to go watch it is it is it is in terms of the whole experience so yeah looking forward to it shall be a great game peppy nick thank thank you you so much for coming on it's been a fantastic chat telling us a little bit about your connections with the club and uh again Thank you, and I hope we'll get to chat again very soon. No problem. Look forward to it. And Lou Thanks, again, thank you very Thanks much. Thanks, well, well, we must thank as well, Senol, the proud yes, sponsors of absolutely. the show, um, obviously for for partnering with us here at FNR and, and bringing Paco Radio every yeah. single week. We'll be back again next week. Plenty of special guests, announcements with that coming later in the week. But if you missed any of it, head over to the podcast platform, Spotify, wherever you get them. Full show will be up a little bit later on tonight. So myself, Nick Tavano, and everyone else here today, it's goodbye for now. Thank you. Thanks, Nick.
2: Thanks, Nick. Thanks.
0: listening to Paco Radio brought to you by Senol on FNR Football Nation Radio